Hey everybody, it's Shaman Sister Sin, and you're listening to the Meditations and More podcast, brought to you by littleshaman.org. That's me, Little Shaman. Today I am uploading a podcast from years ago that had some music in it, and I, as I've said, I'm re-recording the ones that have music in them so that everybody can hear what's being said, regardless of their audio setup. And you may remember this one. It's called Why Narcissists Are Abusive. Narcissists are some of the most maligned people on the planet. While many other provocative personalities might evoke sympathy in some people, the pathologically narcissistic person does not. People may initially feel pity for the narcissistic personality, especially if they present themselves as a helpless victim, the way that many narcissists do, but this is usually extremely short-lived because the narcissist is so controlling, abusive, and hateful. It is nearly impossible to feel pity or sympathy for a person who works so hard to consciously and purposely hurt you. In fact, the narcissist seems compelled to hurt only those who love them, making it even harder to feel sympathy for them. But why? One of the biggest reasons is that narcissistic people do not view others as people. This can be hard for non-narcissistic people to understand. Of course, narcissists see others as people. How could they not? but they don't. They know you're a person, just like they know a dog is a dog and a lamp is a lamp. However, that's where it ends. Narcissists have no emotional connection to other human beings any more than a non-narcissist would have to that same lamp. People are viewed by narcissists as either stepping stones to get to what they want or as hurdles that are in the way. That's all. The pathologically narcissistic person is often unable to understand that other people have feelings. If they do understand, these feelings are considered totally unimportant. They just do not match up against what the narcissist wants and their own feelings. This is because the part of the brain that enables humans to care and empathize with other people is so dysfunctional and so immature that it just does not work. Many narcissists also enjoy manipulating, tricking, and fooling people. It makes them feel smart and superior, and they often enjoy tricking or otherwise fooling people into doing, saying, or acting the way that the narcissist wants them to. This is made especially obvious by the way they will continuously provoke and insult someone, sometimes for hours, until the person reacts with anger, which the narcissist then reacts to by screaming that they're being abused. If this is pointed out, the narcissist will flat out deny they've done anything wrong, insisting they are the ones who are being mistreated. Another reason is that narcissists are emotional and psychological vampires. These are people with no emotional lives of their own most of the time. They have no identity or a very unstable identity, and because of this, they endeavor to steal other people's identities through a sort of a personality transplant. The narcissist has a very malformed and destructive self-image. They look in the mirror and see garbage, an ogre, an evil person who doesn't deserve to live. They resent anyone who is not as awful as they think themselves to be. They also envy that other person and want to steal all that person's good qualities for themselves. The only way that pathologically narcissistic people can do this is to systematically degrade, demean, and beat the person down nonstop until they don't have those qualities anymore. If the person is caring, the narcissist calls them selfish. If the person is well-liked, the narcissist works to destroy that person's reputation and continuously tells the person all the reasons people don't really like them. 
If the person is smart, the narcissist works to humiliate them and make them look stupid. This is like a crude form of brainwashing and a way to elevate themselves. If their loved one is perceived as stupid, the narcissist looks smart. If the loved one is told that they're selfish, this means the narcissist is caring by comparison. Everything they do is by comparison. They can't win unless somebody else loses. Of course, doing these things does not transfer the good qualities to the narcissist as they have hoped it would, but it's good enough for the narcissist to know that now nobody has those good qualities. In a very real sense, they want to bring everybody down to their level because they feel desperately inadequate. They're unable to better themselves, so they choose instead to bring everybody else down. Their entire self-image is based on how they compare to other people. And since they always end up falling drastically short of even basic normal standards, the only way to boost their self-image is to drag other people down. It's important to remember that the narcissist attempts to affect the personality transplant not just by trying to steal someone's good qualities, but also by trying to force that person to carry all the narcissist's bad qualities. This can only be achieved by repeatedly demeaning and degrading the person until they accept the things that the pathologically narcissistic person says as true. Once the narcissist has forced the victim to accept that the victim is a terrible, broken, and evil person, the victim is then deserving of abuse for being terrible, broken, and evil. The victim is forced to carry all of the qualities the narcissist hates about themselves, and by doing so, the victim becomes the object of the narcissist's hatred. It's like burning themselves in effigy. I'm sure you've heard me say that before. All attack on other people is an attack upon themselves. They're projecting the qualities they dislike about themselves onto other people and attacking people for those qualities. A third reason is that narcissists are looking to escape punishment themselves. The pathologically narcissistic person is also being assaulted and degraded by themselves. The pathologically narcissistic person possesses a dysfunctional superego that savages them day and night with awful, terrible things. They get no rest from it. Every vicious, horrible thing they're saying to you is what they actually believe about themselves or what they're afraid of. That's why they say it. They are under attack 24 hours a day. The only thing they can do to try and get any respite from it at all is to attack somebody else. These things aren't really true about the narcissist. They're true about you. You are the bad one. You are the evil one. You are the broken one. You are the human garbage. And it's all obviously true because the narcissist said so. Narcissism, underneath it all, is a set of malfunctioning defense mechanisms. The defense mechanisms that the child pre-narcissist needed to protect themselves from more damage have grown into pathological thought processes and behaviors. These defense mechanisms have now turned on the narcissist. If you remember, in a previous video, we compared it to an autoimmune disease where the immune system, which is supposed to protect the body, now attacks it because it's been overstimulated. At the same time this is all going on, these defense mechanisms prevent the narcissist from accepting or even hearing any criticism or taking any blame at all, ensuring they will never be able to change. They really do think it's everybody else, and they derive actual pleasure a lot of the times from punishing those that they think deserve it. This is why the narcissistic person is abusive. Not only are they looking to simply pass the punishment along, but they believe themselves to be so terrible that anyone who loves them must be irretrievably flawed themselves. Narcissistic people cannot accept any flaws in people who care about them. Flaws render these people a terrible, crushing disappointment to the narcissist. 
since the very act of loving the narcissist convinces the narcissist that the person who loves them is hopelessly flawed, anyone who loves them becomes a target for abuse just because they love them. As we can see, it's essentially imperative that pathologically narcissistic people abuse their loved ones. It's literally interpreted by them as a life or death situation and they believe they're acting in self-defense by abusing other people. For a pathologically narcissistic person to stop abusing their family members would be tantamount to emotional suicide, maybe even literal suicide. It would require the narcissist to admit that their needs are only as important as everybody else's needs, and to do that would be stating that the narcissist's needs don't matter at all. It would be the same as being invisible. For a person whose every waking thought centers around how much attention they can get from other people, this is a fate worse than death. I hope this clears a few things up for you. As always, I look forward to your comments, questions, and suggestions, so please keep those coming. I take appointments online and over the phone Monday through Saturday, so if you're interested in speaking with me, you can do that by visiting littleshaman.org and clicking the Book and Appointment tab, or you can use the link that's available in the information section down below this video. You've been listening to the Meditations and More podcast brought to you by littleshaman.org. That's me, the Little Shaman. May the Great Spirit bless you, and have a wonderful day.